on, good morning. We can do better than that. Anybody excited about the word this morning? Come on. All right. It's good to see some of you back from vacation. God bless you. We have an awesome privilege this morning. I need you to lean in a little bit. Those of you, uh, you may know, about 10 years ago, my wife and I, we were youth pastors for, and we did youth ministry for about 12 years. And during those 12 years, we, we saw a lot of young people. And we saw a lot of young people make great decisions and make good choices. And we saw a lot of young people fall away and, and, and you know, have, make uh, and live in, in the result of those choices. It's, it's a very tough ministry. I ask you to pray for our youth pastors and our youth leaders because it's not, a, it's not an easy thing. But there's also um, the blessing that... The blessing when you can be a part of somebody's life and see something happen and then watch them exceed everything you've ever done. Amen? So I have the privilege of sharing this pulpit today with a young person from way back then. This is a young person that I, I just found out today. I, I knew her when she was about four or five years old. I didn't remember how, how old she was when she started, but she came into our youth ministry at 12 and um, we've gone through a lot together, and she's probably preached in more countries and more states than I have. So she's just gone beyond all that, and it's just an honor and a privilege to welcome Margot Jones, who's also Gary Fishman's daughter. So please give her a warm, warm welcome as she comes to share the word with you. Well, it's so good to be back here. Um, like, like he was saying, I know so many of you guys since I was four years old. There's so many familiar faces, but there's so many that I haven't met. But I don't take it lightly that I'm here today because I know that this is a beautiful baby that God has birthed and God has given George and Michelle a vision and God has done awesome, awesome work here. And there's an open heaven here today. And so I'm just gonna join with you and we're just gonna explode in the presence of God. We're gonna see the Holy Ghost do some incredible things today. There's gonna be miracles here today. And so I just encourage you to have a spirit of expectancy, to expect God to, to deliver you, to set you free. Whatever your struggle is here today, God can free you of anything. He can pull you out of any pit. And I don't know what it is that you're dealing with today, but God is a God of, of freedom. He's a God that's going to deliver you no matter what prison you've been in, no matter what people are threatening you with. It doesn't matter. Jesus is pulling you out of that prison today. Today is your day of freedom. And so I, I just declare that over you in Jesus' name. So I just want to share with you a little bit about what I'm doing in Kansas City right now. We're part of the International House of Prayer. My husband's on staff there in Kansas City. And, but a big thing that, that God has put on my heart is to not keep everything in the four walls of the church building. 
I feel very tired. It's just a calling, you know, I know we're all called to go out on the streets, but I just feel a burning in my heart that I've got to get out there. I've got to reach the lost. There's a lost and dying world out there. There's so many people right now that, that are on their way to hell, but you could be the one that can make the complete difference in their life and save them from eternal hell, eternal punishment. And God wants to use you. But what I've been doing is I've been going to the busy streets of Kansas City. I've been going to a place called the Plaza, and there's so many people out there. And I get my microphone out, and we bring the prayer room out to the streets. And so we have prayer and worship with the microphone. My friend goes out there with the guitar and just worships the Lord. And we pray and sing out there, and the heavens break open. And then I preach after that with the microphone, and we reach so many people. And I want to tell you, I want to encourage you that street preaching doesn't turn all people off. A lot of people think street preaching is going to scare the lost away. I'm telling you that Jesus street preached. It's all over the Bible, and I encourage you, if you feel called to to go out and preach the gospel to not hold back thinking that it's going to scare people away because so many people have given their lives to the Lord when we're out there so many people have gotten healed I say in the middle while I'm preaching I say if you need healing in your body if you want to get saved come I welcome you and people actually come I have altar calls constantly out there in the streets and people come crying weeping out there in the streets not afraid they're in groups teenagers in groups and they're not afraid of what their friends think about them because Jesus is actually touching them out there in the darkness God loves to show up in the dark places he loves to show off so I dare you I encourage you to take him out go out into the streets and release that river that's inside of you don't keep it locked up but release it like a rushing river and so I'm just gonna pray right now because I saw a picture when I was preparing for today of some people's faces that looked frantic. And some people here, which I know all of us can relate to fear. All of us have been afraid. There's many things. Actually, I want to encourage you that street preaching, it's not something I was like, ooh, that's, that sounds easy. Let me just try it. The first time I street preached, I was terrified. I didn't know what to expect. I, I, it was in a religious Jewish area. And I was preaching that, that Jesus came to, and died for the Jewish people and for all people. And that got people very angry with me. So, of course, I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to my birthday party. It was, it was scary. But I, st I stepped out and I street preached and I've been addicted ever since because I know God's called me to do it. And I encourage you, you might be terrified to step out and do what God's calling you to do, but I'm challenging you, open your mouth wide and he will fill it. He's gonna give you the new songs that you need. He's gonna give you that sermon. Whatever it is, the prophetic words, you've been afraid to prophesy because you think you're gonna be wrong. You think your, your word is gonna be way off and you're gonna make people turn away from God. I just wanna break that off of you. That's a lie of the enemy and God's, God wants to use you to prophesy and don't let it be hindered because of fear anymore. And so just be encouraged. Actually, another thing I want to encourage you with is something I love is evangelism, even one-on-one -on -one prophetic evangelism. And I was terrified. When I went to Bible school, we had to go and talk to all these people about Jesus and I felt like I'm not called to this. And the only reason why I kept doing it 
was so that I can have a, a credit to graduate Bible college. And so I had to keep going out week after week. And I was like, I'm not good at this. I'm so bad. My friend's getting all these phone numbers, contact information. All these people want to talk to her. And I stink at this. But I kept going out. And I kept evangelizing. I kept being faithful only for that credit to graduate college. And I'll tell you that God turned things around in my heart. And now I'm obsessed with evangelism. Now I love telling people about Jesus. And God has broken so much fear off of me. As you keep going out there, this is the bodybuilding series. And I want to encourage you to keep building up that muscle and strengthening your muscles in the spirit realm. And even though you don't feel like doing something, even though you feel terrified and you're saying, God, I'm so scared. I don't want to street preach. I don't want to sing out in the streets. I don't want to tell people on the train a prophetic word. I'm so scared. I challenge you to do it even though you feel so scared inside even if you feel terrified don't wait to be perfect but go and do it afraid go and do it even with those hard feelings I encourage you today don't wait to be perfect because it's not gonna happen we're only perfect because of what Jesus did and so technically you already are perfect and so go out and do what God's calling you to do yes it's a process and he's gonna continue to heal your heart He's going to continue to deliver you, but don't wait 20 years from now to start your ministry. Start now. Start telling people about the Lord. Step out and use the gifting that God has put inside of you. He has chosen you. You're not less than somebody else. You have an incredible anointing. You might feel like I'm not as talented. I'm not as gifted as somebody else, but know that God has called you. He's chosen you and you are well equipped. And so anyway, I didn't even start the sermon yet, <laughs> but, um, but I, I just felt that very strong to share that with you, to encourage you. And so if you could just stand with me, and we're just going to pray right now. And we used to use this term back in Brownsville in, in Bible college, but I said I'm, we're going to break the hell off of each other. And I want to break the hell off of you today. In Jesus' name, you know, the enemy has tried to attack me and my son so much since we got here. I can't even tell you. It's been thing after thing. And I know that the enemy is so furious that you're here today. And I'm just going to break the hell off of you. And we're going to get in the fire of God and the Holy Ghost. We're going to have a Holy Ghost party today. So God, I just thank you, Jesus, that your manifest presence is here in this place. And right now, in Jesus' name, I come against all those fiery darts of the enemy, and I quench them right now by the power and the authority of the Holy Spirit because of what Jesus did on the cross 2,000 years ago. And I speak glory in your life where you've been feeling oppression, it's being replaced by the glory of God. I declare it over you in the name of Jesus. Lord, we invite your whirlwind, the tornadoes of the Lord. We welcome what you want to do in this place today. We welcome you, Holy Spirit, to have your way in this place. God, I, right now, I just challenge you just to release that. Whatever you've been worried about, whatever fear you have in your heart right now, 
that you just release that. But what I started to say, just keep your eyes closed and just ask God, is this you? But I saw a picture of some frantic faces and there's something that you're terrified to face. There's something that's been scaring you so bad and it's been hindering you from going deeper in God. It's been hindering your ministry. It's hindering you from falling more passionately in love with the Lamb of God. And today, Jesus wants to deliver you. So if that face is your face, if you've been so scared inside, and maybe you come to church and you smile, you go to work and you smile, but inside you're broken. I just speak healing to your heart, and I speak deliverance over you in the name of Jesus. I declare whom the Son sets free is free indeed, and you are free from everything that has bound you up for all these years. You are free from it now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. So God, have your way. Have your way, Holy Ghost. Have your way, Holy Ghost. Lord, even though I'm not perfect, God, even though I don't have everything together, God, I thank you that you've chosen me. God, and I thank you in our mess. You pulled us out of the pit and you made a beautiful masterpiece out of our hearts, out of our lives. And I just speak over you that you're not a failure and you're not a mistake. Some of you, you, know, you found out that your mom wanted to abort you, your dad didn't want you. I just speak healing to your heart right now and I declare over you that you know that you're chosen and that you're not a mistake. I break that identity off of you in the name of Jesus. You are not a mistake. The Lord created you. Maybe you were adopted and there's a big pain, a, a huge pain in your heart. Maybe you've been abused. And you just feel like you don't belong in this world. I just speak over you right now that you belong. That you're chosen. And just because your father or your mother abused you, you have a perfect loving father. And he's never going to abuse you. He's madly in love with you. And he's not mad at you because you've messed up so many times. He's standing before you with open arms, ready to embrace you. So embrace him back. I encourage you, embrace the lover of your souls right now in Jesus' name. You could just sit in the presence of God. I'm going to be reading from Daniel chapter 3 today. I know that there's going to be healings today. I heard the Holy Spirit say that people are going to be physically healed today. But a lot of it's going to come as you receive your deliverance, as you receive your inner healing. There's going to be a lot more healing in this place. It doesn't mean you're sick because you have a demon. I'm not saying that, but there is more sickness that will be healed when your heart is healed and when you get delivered. And so I'm believing that for every sick person in this place today. So I'm going to be reading from Daniel chapter 3. Verse 6. It says, anyone who refuses will at once be thrown into a flaming furnace. See, King Nebuchadnezzar, he said that you have to bow down to this big statue and worship. Worship this statue. And if you don't do it, then I'm going to throw you into the flaming furnace. 
And I want to ask you right now, has the enemy been threatening you? What threats has the enemy been throwing at you? I know that a lot of, most of you, probably everybody is not being threatened to be thrown in a furnace, but in the spirit realm, in your soul, what is the enemy threatening you with? What are people doing to try to harm you and say, if you don't do this, if you don't go out evangelizing, if you go out evangelizing, I'm going to make people not like you. I'm going to make people reject you. You're not going to have any friends. What is it that the enemy's been threatening you with? If you step out and do the right thing, if you do the righteous, holy thing around your husband, then he's going to leave you. What are the threats of the enemy that have been coming against you? If, you, if you're on fire for God, if you're so radical, your friends are all going to leave you. I just encourage you, you, don't, you love them, but just let them go if that's what their threats are. Just release them. Let them go into the hands of God. You love them and you pray for them, but release those people. Don't do things. Don't keep sinning and doing the wrong thing because you're afraid you're going to lose all the friends around you. You're going to lose all your family around you. I encourage you to be strengthened in the Lord today, to stand up and to build the muscles of the Lord and keep stepping out and do what God has called you to do despite the threats. It doesn't matter what people are saying. It doesn't matter what the enemy's saying around you. Step out and do what God is saying. Do the holy thing. Do what's right. In verse 13, it says, King Nebuchadnezzar was furious. He was furious because Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they did the right thing. You make the enemy so mad when you do what's right, when you do what's holy, when you don't give in to that drug one more day, when you don't give in to that ungodly relationship for another minute. It makes the enemy so mad. And he hates that you're doing the right thing. Of course he's going to threaten your life. Of course he's going to try to torment you and say, don't do it. Don't break up with that person. Don't stand up for what's right. In verse 15, it says, now I am going to give you one more chance. If you bow down and worship the statue when you hear the music, everything will be all right. Can you hear the enemy sometimes saying, just do that drug one more time. Just keep being an alcoholic just one more day. It just feels so good. I need that. I need it so bad. And the enemy's saying, you'll be all right just one more day. A lot of people have thought that, and then they died that day, and then that's it, and they go to hell forever because they say, I'm, I'm going to get saved tomorrow. I'm going to wait till next year. I'm going to wait till I'm older, and then I'm going to give my life to God. I just want to live how I want to live right now. And so many people thought that they had plenty of time. And I want to tell you that five minutes is not promised to any of us. You don't know what the future holds. And I encourage you, I challenge you to, to make sure that your heart is right with God today. I challenge you to, at the end of this service today to get prayer, to receive prayer. Come up to the altars. Let us pray with you today. So has the enemy been saying, just, just one more time, just give into it one more time. It's going to be all right. It's going to be okay. You're not going to die just from one more time of drugs, just one more time of giving into anger and rage and abusing your children. 
The enemy might be saying, it's not a big deal. They'll be fine. No, ask God. Search your heart. Let God search your heart today. It's not all right. That's a lie from the enemy. It's not all right. God is worthy of our whole life. He's worthy of our worship. He's worthy for us to live right, to live unto him. But I also want to encourage you that none of us is going to be perfect. Nobody. I mean, I've really tried. I'm like, God, I need to be perfect so you accept me. That doesn't work. I'm not saying that you have to aim to be, you have to aim to be perfect, but you're not going to be perfect. It's Jesus that's going to strengthen you. Jesus is going to build those muscles. Jesus is going to help you. It's all him. It's all about him and it's all for him. In verse 17, it says, The God we worship can save us from you and your flaming furnace. But even if he doesn't, we still won't worship your gods and the gold statue you have set up. See, God is going to save you. These Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were thrown into a flaming furnace. And they were being threatened to die the most horrible, such a horrible death, to be burned alive. But they said, even if God doesn't save me, even if, if he doesn't come through, even if he doesn't do a miracle, he's worthy. He is the most high God. He's worthy of my worship. He's worthy of me doing the right thing. And I challenge you, even if God doesn't do things just like how you thought he's going to do it, if he doesn't come through for you just like you thought he would, I encourage you to, to stand up for God because he is holy. He is the most high God and he's worthy of us doing the right thing. And then in verse 19, it says, Nebuchadnezzar's face twisted with anger at the three men. How many times have you seen people... They get so angry when you talk about Jesus. Their face literally twists. Their face does weird things. They look at you like, are you kidding me? Don't say that name. They hate that name. Why? Because that's the name above every name. And at that name, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. His name is the name that will break any yoke. His name is the one that will bring miracles. It's in his name that we could be free. And that's why it agitates people that are demon-possessed, people that are so oppressed and not living for Jesus. They get so convicted, they can't stand hearing that name. And that makes me want to say his name out there so much more, to break those yokes out in the streets. I love that feeling when I have my microphone on and I say, Jesus Christ, all I have to say is Jesus. I don't need fancy words. There's power in the name of Jesus. You don't know what to say out there. Just say Jesus. I'm telling you, you'll see the yokes break out there. You'll see the heavens break open out in the streets. It's incredible. Since we brought the guitar and this, the, the, the lady who plays guitar, she also sings out there. And we're praying for more musicians. Pray them in. <laughs> but we have just one lady out there and my husband sings too out with her. 
and the heavens have broken open so much more with the worship. I'm telling you, with music, there's something that begins to break open in the heavens. It's so beautiful, that f sweet fragrance, that worship going up in the, in the dark place, in the streets where there's so much worldliness all around. God loves showing up. He loves it when you worship him in the darkest of places. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. You might be in a, in a home with a, a dark situation, and you might feel like there's so much going on in your home, so much oppression that's trying to come at you because of different people that you're living with, people in your family. But I want to encourage you that God loves to show up in the darkest of places, and his light can pierce through the darkest of darkest places. And so worship him. Worship him in your home. When you feel like everything's crashing on you, worship him. So in verse 20, Next, he commanded some of his strongest soldiers. Actually, right before verse 20, it says that the, the furnace was turned up seven times hotter. And I want to just stop right there because that was the main thing that God pressed upon my heart. Some of you are crying out inside, I feel like I can't take another blow. I don't want to step out for God because you don't know the pain I've been through. You don't know the suffering that I've been through. You don't know the heartache year after year after year, the abuse that I went through. I can't take another blow. I can't take another hurtful thing. I am terrified of the enemy turning things up seven times hotter. I couldn't handle it. Who is this for today? Who here feels like you're so afraid to step out? You're so afraid to do what God's calling you to do. You're afraid to stand up to somebody who's been bullying you and to really love them, whatever love looks like. And I want to encourage you to go up to a leader today. If you've been abused, if you're being abused right now and you're going through something really painful, to feel comfortable to go up to the pastors here, to the leaders here, because they're, they're safe. They're safe to talk to, and I know that they care about you. They want to help you. And so if you're going through a terrible situation in your home, then come and talk to the, to the, the pastors here, to the leaders. And we just want to love on you. Please open up. Don't keep it hidden in the darkness. Don't keep it in secret. The enemy loves it when we keep everything hidden in the darkness. We need to expose it and bring everything into the light. So in verse 20, it says that the king released his strongest soldiers. And maybe you feel like the enemy has released the big dogs on you, the, 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 the strongest things, that the demons that really are trying to torment you. The people are backbiting and gossiping about you. People are hurting you so bad, and you're saying, I can't take it anymore. I want, to, I want you to know today that you don't have to be burned by that fire. You don't have to be burned by the fiery darts of the enemy.
In verse 23, it says the fire was so hot that flames leaped out and killed the soldiers. See what the enemy means for bad. If you do what's the right thing, if you do the righteous, the holy thing, if you choose God's way, then what was meant to destroy you will destroy the enemy. I'm telling you, when you do the right thing, it's like piling hot coals on the enemy's head. When you love your enemy, when you love those people that have hurt you so bad, no matter what they've done to you, if you choose forgiveness, you choose to forgive them. The Lord is going to fight for you and is going to destroy what the enemy is trying to do. So, okay, verse 25, King Nebuchadnezzar, he said, wait, there was three people, and now there's four people. What's going on here? I want to encourage you, you're not alone. In your battle, Jesus is with you. The great cloud of witnesses, they're cheering you on. All of heaven is backing you up. You're not alone. The Lord has released angels to surround you, to protect you, to fight for you. You are not alone. So if you feel terrified, you're so scared of that fire, that burning fire from the enemy, know that God can protect you from it, that he's right there with you. He's not abandoning you. He's not leaving you alone. He is right there with you. In verse 26, it says that King Nebuchadnezzar acknowledged who the Most High God is. Verse 27, and the king's high officials, governors and advisors all crowded around them. The men were not burned, their hair wasn't scorched, and their clothes didn't even smell like smoke. King Nebuchadnezzar said, praise their God for sending an angel to rescue his servants. They trusted their God and refused to obey my commands. Yes, they chose to die rather than to worship or serve any God except their own. You see, he ended up giving a, a sermon. He ended up preaching to all these people. At first, he was the enemy. At first, he's telling all these people to be against whoever, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and whoever worships the Most High God. And now all of a sudden, the enemy is preaching. And I'm telling you, when you stand up for God, God is going to touch those people that have been throwing darts at you, that have been against you. Maybe it's your own mom and dad. Maybe it's your brother, your sister, your cousins, people that you cherish, that you love so much. Your enemy is going to end up respecting you for what you've done. Maybe it's going to be here. Hopefully it's going to be here on earth. And hopefully it's not after they die, but the truth will be known. When you stand up for righteousness, when you do the right thing, your enemies will know the truth one day, and they're going to end up respecting you for what you've done. Maybe they don't see it now. Maybe they think you're a fool. Maybe they're making fun of you now, but you're plowing ground. You're doing a mighty work for God, and I want to encourage you to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Let him strengthen in you today. Don't feel all beat up. I challenge you to go in that seven times hot fire and go pull people out of there that are suffering, that are being burned so bad in this dark world. They're being burned so bad 
prostitution. They're being burned so bad by abuse and anger and rage, loneliness and rejection. They're suffering and they need you to go in that furnace and say, I'm not afraid of what the enemy's going to do. I'm going to go in as hot as it is, seven times hotter. And, but, the, but God is going to turn it around. He's going to destroy what the enemy's been trying to do. And he's going to fight for you. And so I just want you to close your eyes. In verse 30, it says that they were also promoted. And I want to speak over you that it's your time of promotion. As, you're be, as you've been faithful to God, even though you've been terrified, even though you've been so afraid to step out for God, you still kept persevering. And I want to speak over those people, those of you that you've been stepping out for God. It's your time of promotion. And so if you could just stand with me right now. Lord, I just pray for every single person in here, every person that's been so afraid because the furnace has been so hot and it seems like the enemy's coming from every direction. They feel like they can't take another blow from the devil and they've been so scared. I just break that fear off of you in the name of Jesus. I speak life into your ministry, life over your destiny in the name of Jesus. And I say, don't be afraid. Don't fear anymore. You might say, I'm not that talented. I don't have the most beautiful voice. I'm not such a good preacher. I'm not doing all the right things. I'm not perfect. I just break all that off of you and I say that you're chosen and that you have an incredible destiny and that nobody is better than you or less than you. We're all chosen of the Lord. We're all equal in his eyes and he's obsessed with you. He's crazy in love with you. He will never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He thinks about you day and night, night and day, 24-7. Your husband, your wife, your boyfriend, your girlfriend can never think about you as much as Jesus does. He's in love, in love with you, completely enthralled with how you, how you look. More than your physical beauty, your inside. He loves you. And I just speak healing. And I just ask you to just put your hand on your heart right now. And the Lord is going to begin to comfort your heart. Before the worship team comes up, I just want to ask if you feel to pray for some people right now who are really struggling. I just ask you to be led by the Spirit, just some leaders to come and to just pray. But... I just want you to keep your eyes closed, keep your hand on your heart right now. And if you'd like prayer, because you've been going through a huge battle in your life, because you've been feeling afraid, there's an ache, there's a longing in your heart right now for God to really come through.
You're tired of blow after blow. The furnace has been so hot and you're saying, God, help me to stay righteous so the burn, the, the fire doesn't burn me. It says that you couldn't even smell smoke on their hair. The, the fire didn't affect them at all. The fire does not have to affect you, doesn't have to affect your family. So as you have your hand on your heart, if you want somebody to just come and pray for you, it might not be anything I've mentioned, but if you would like prayer right now, I just ask you to just lift up your hand and somebody's going to come to you wherever you are. Is there anybody? There's a couple people. Is there anybody else? There's more hands. So if somebody, if you're next to them, please come and pray. And we're just going to have just a loving, a prayer time just to release love to these beautiful people. If somebody has a hand up, please come to them right now. And we're going to see God break through in their lives. Is there anybody else? I'm challenging you, be bold for God. If you need a breakthrough right now, be bold. I'm telling you, people's bodies are being healed right now as your heart's being healed. There's physical healings taking place right now. Holy Spirit, have your way. Please, if, if there's somebody with their hand up, keep your hand up if you don't have somebody praying for you. Holy Spirit, move. We welcome you. We ask you to move in this place. Heal every broken heart in this place, God. Lord, we cry out to you for every person that's been so afraid inside, who's been feeling so terrified. I ask you, Holy Spirit, to bring a deep healing and deliverance from all fear. I want to give you another chance if you want prayer and you didn't raise your hand yet, please raise your hand right now and somebody will come. There's a hand up. Please somebody go and, and lay hands on these people, precious people here today. was there he saw what you went through he saw you as that little boy as that little girl as you were being abused he was there the day that you were abandoned he was there he cried when that happened to you Jesus hates what happened to you. He never intended for you to go through that. But he's turning things around and making a masterpiece out of your life. You're not too broken. You're not too shattered. There's nothing impossible with God.
the brokenhearted God. I ask you to heal every person here today. He's fighting for you. He's fighting over you. He's warring for your destiny. You're not alone fighting this battle. He's warring over your life. He's released angels to fight over your destiny. This life on earth, it's a war, it's a big battle. But know that you're an overcomer in Jesus. Know that the Almighty God is fighting for you. And you can face any demon, you can face any enemy. And you don't have to back down in fear. You don't have to be afraid. You can stand up to the biggest giant. You might feel like you've been through hell on this earth. You might feel like your life has been such a mistake because of all the pain, all the struggles that you've been through. I just want to break those lies off of you again because some of you are still receiving that, still believing that. God has given you the strength that you need. He's breaking that weariness off of your heart right now. Just keep receiving from God. Just sit in his presence right now or stand in his presence, kneel in his presence. If you wanna come to the altars, you're welcome to come right now. There's great breakthrough that's taking place today and you're gonna feel so much joy when you leave. By the time you leave here, you will be filled to overflowing with joy. It has seemed impossible to feel full of joy, but today is your day. You might, be, you might have been bound by depression your whole life, tormented by rejection. Maybe you've come today with suicidal thoughts. I'm telling you, you're gonna leave here full of joy, filled to overflowing. If there's anybody, again, I want to give you another chance to just lift up your hand. There's another hand over here. There's a few hands. Please come and lay hands on them. They need prayer today. There's somebody up here who needs prayer. It doesn't make you look weak. It doesn't make you look bad. The enemy's been fighting you because you have a great purpose. You have a great destiny. That's why the enemy's fighting you so bad. He hates you so much. Don't be afraid to ask for prayer. I get prayer all the time. I'm always asking for prayer. I'm always at the altars. We all need each other. We're a body. We need each other. You can't do this alone. If you want prayer, please raise your hand right now. Come to the altars wherever you want to be.
There are some people here right now that you're longing for a father. Your earthly father really hurts you and he left you when you were just a little child or he came home and he was an alcoholic and he would let out so much anger and rage towards you. He said such hurtful words to you and tore you down. And right now, God, Daddy God is here and he's healing your heart. He's healing you of all the pain that you've been through and he's washing over your life by the power of the blood of Jesus. It's not your fault. The way your daddy treated you when you were a little boy, when you were a little girl, that's not your fault. You didn't deserve that. The Lord God Almighty, he loves you and he says complete opposite of all those word curses. He says you're chosen, you're beautiful, you're loved. He calls you his best friend. So let God just pour in his Father's love right now. If the worship team could just come up and we'll just worship God as people are receiving prayer right now. If some of the prayer team, we're just gonna be praying up here at the altars if you'd like to come up and you want more prayer, maybe you already received a lot of prayer, come up for more. And we're gonna pray and prophesy and just break stuff off of you if you need it today. In the name of Jesus, I bless you guys, in Jesus' name.
place. Can we just all stand and worship together? Come on, let's just stand and worship together. About to release you. We want to release you with a spirit of joy. this week
Father, we thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord, that in you we experience true freedom. In you we live out the destiny. In you, Father, you prepare a way, oh God. In you we find our hope, our freedom. In you we find justice, Lord. And in you we find peace, oh God. So, Father, a peace that passes all understanding, Lord. That guards our heart and our mind, oh Lord. So, Father, we leave here today with that peace, oh God. And we move and walk in that peace, oh God. Even in the trial, even in the struggle, Father. Even when people turn their backs on us, oh God. Father, we continue to walk in that peace and we walk in that love, oh God. So I encourage you, people of God, today just to walk in peace and to walk in love. They go hand in hand. We just want to release you from this place today. But you are blessed, so continue to be a blessing. Have a wonderful week. <laughs>